Yo, what up? Welcome back to another episode of the Level Up with Leon podcast. This is officially the 10th episode of the pod. For those of you who have been tuning in to the beginning of this journey, I sincerely love and appreciate every single one of you. I plan on making this a long-term thing in an effort to help even just one person change their lives for the better, just like I did. So cheers to many more episodes. Speaking of which, let's get into today's topic, but before I do... Remember that I don't run any ads on this podcast, so if you could rate the podcast five stars, if you enjoyed it, and share it with your friends, I greatly, greatly appreciate it, as always. Now let's get into it. So running and lifting weights has been one of those things that most lifters see as being incompatible, you know, cardio and lifting in general. Many people believe that by doing both, you have no chance of getting jacked and strong, as running takes away from the gains from lifting weights. This idea is pretty old and just kind of perceived as law for a long time in bodybuilding and powerlifting gyms. So this is kind of like a bro science thing that's been around for a long time, and there hasn't been a lot of evidence to support otherwise until just recently. In fact, more and more evidence has been published that suggests that not only can cardio such as running not take away from your gains in the gym, but it can actually benefit it if done properly. In my own experience, I recently ran a hypertrophy program for about eight weeks and noticed I had no problem keeping my muscle mass and even gained some in the process. It's all about how you program it. So let's get into how running and lifting has been working for me and how you can implement it into your own routine. All right, so first things first, y'all already know that I got my list ready to go. The first thing is find a balance. When you're trying to integrate running into your lifting program, you may logically be tempted to create a, quote, optimal cardio program and an, quote, optimal lifting program. This leads to a high chance of over-programming and pushing yourself too hard too quickly. Instead, I suggest you think about how you can add cardio to complement your lifting or vice versa if cardio is your priority. The prioritized category of performance should take up the most programming days and the most work. This way, you can mitigate fatigue and still have enough specificity to see remarkable results in whatever you prioritize. The reality of trying to do a hybrid training program basically is you have to understand that you're not going to be able to see maximum results in either field, especially as soon as you would if you were to do one or the other specifically. There's a principle in training for any kind of human performance called specificity. And specificity is basically a law that says that if you want to get really, really good at something, you have to do that one thing a lot and just that one thing. You have to pretty much directionalize all of your resources in your body to handle the performance of that one task and the recovery from that one task. If you try to do too many things, the body only has a finite amount of resources, which I'll get into, and it's just not going to be able to keep up with all those things, and it's going to prioritize just getting you through physical activity instead of actually improving from it and getting much better than if you would to otherwise focus specifically on a certain task. So understand that with hybrid training, there is going to be this kind of default compromise that you're going to need to make to be able to integrate both well, but 
I believe that with smart enough training that you can get pretty solid results from both and that you don't have to sacrifice one for the other, that you can have kind of a well-rounded physique and you don't have to worry so much. So your body has a finite reserve of energy it can output to your performance and cardio and lifting use different systems in the body and require nutrients from both to improve. If cardio is too intense and frequent, the body will prioritize recovering from cardio because it consumes the most energy over an extended period, such as during a run. Weightlifting surprisingly uses less energy to perform as exercises in the gym are often more intense immediately but shorter in duration. Since cardio burns the most calories per workout, the body will not allocate as much to building muscle and strength, making it the second priority because the body prioritizes survival over anything else. So the key is to add just enough cardio that it doesn't tax your recovery systems too much, allowing you to recover and adapt properly from your resistance training. Does this make sense? For example, if you are doing too much cardio, you won't be able to recover from things like soreness from the gym as easily, and your systemic fatigue will take longer to recover in your nervous system. So if you're doing too much weightlifting, for example, and you're doing too much volume in the gym, you know, via junk volume or whatever, just doing too much, the chances of you being super sore are, are going to be much higher, and running while sore is not a fun experience. It's really not, especially, obviously, if your legs are super sore, it sucks, and you, your legs are going to have less endurance to carry you for the length of distance that you want to be able to run, so it's really important that you find that balance, because if not, this can lead to issues like overtraining. So how did I find a balance? In my previous program, which I ran for just over eight weeks, I trained for strength three days a week and did LISS or LISS cardio, which stands for low intensity steady state cardio for time and distance twice a week. So like jogging, I trained for strength on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays. So three days a week. And then I ran on either Tuesdays and Thursdays or Thursdays and Saturdays, depending on my schedule. So twice a week running. With this approach, I was able to increase my running endurance from just 10 minutes at the start of the program to a continuous 60-minute run, all while making progress in my strength training, achieving personal records in both reps and weight numbers. My current program is a bit more intense but shorter, lasting only four weeks. I'll be strength training four days a week and doing conditioning work twice a week, alternating between endurance LISS for duration and distance, and high-intensity conditioning work, HIC, like hill sprints. I'm confident that due to the shorter phase length, I can maximize results and then deload for a week before potentially running it again. And for those of you who don't know what a deload is, it's basically a planned period of less intense exercise designed to mitigate fatigue that you've built up from the previous phase of steadily increasing intensity. For my strength training, I'll be using Jim Wendler's 5-3-1 program with the quote, big but boring assistance work, which I recently learned about from reading. I've made some personal tweaks to it, but most of it follows the book. If you're interested in this type of training, you can look up hybrid training for more information. Its purpose aligns with my current goals, which is achieving a well-rounded physique. I want to build strength and muscle mass, but I also don't want to neglect the most important muscle in the body, which is the heart. Since incorporating cardio appropriately into my program, I've noticed several benefits, including improved conditioning during weightlifting, so shorter rest times, better sleep, increased appetite, and improved focus. 
For me, the most effective approach has been to run first thing in the morning upon waking up and then have breakfast afterward. I used to run right after breakfast, but running with food in my stomach was uncomfortable and running in the afternoon reduced the chances of me actually doing it because keep in mind, I don't particularly enjoy running and the hardest part is getting started. But once I get going, it feels great, but getting out and moving can be tough, especially when I'm already in the middle of something else. So I actually recently just went out for a run during the afternoon and I do feel like if if I can time it right and I don't put too many obstacles in my way that running during the afternoon actually did feel really good because I can tell that my body had a lot more just resources to work with because I had already eaten such a big breakfast so it made it you know kind of easier and just and not as difficult so yeah to be continued on that but anyway so far, mornings have worked best for me. All of these benefits I've experienced are because I don't allow cardio to overpower my energy requirements for weightlifting in terms of performance and recovery. However, if you want to start adding cardio to your program, remember that less is more when you're just starting out, as I'll explain in the next part of this episode. The key is it's to conduct your own trial and error to find the balance that works best for you and your schedule without interfering with your priorities, okay? So don't try to do so much in one week. I mean, it's difficult, you know, if you're a busy worker and you have a lot going on in your life or like let's say you have children or whatever that demands a lot of your time, it's really easy to get overwhelmed with with trying to do both cardio and lifting, okay? Be realistic, figure out what works uh, for your schedule. Even if you only run or do cardio once a week, that's still better than nothing. So just be realistic with yourself and fit in what you can do and then go from there as time opens up or your priorities change or whatever. So what's your experience trying to add cardio to your weightlifting program or weightlifting to your cardio program? Were you successful or were you unable to keep it long term? Did your goals change? Let me know by hitting me up on Instagram at levelupwithleon. All one word's about the same as this podcast and I'd love to chat with you about it. I want to thank you for listening so far and for rating the podcast and sharing it with your friends. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, so the second thing is is that if you're just getting started with running, I suggest start running less than you want to, okay? For me, when I started running, it was like forcing my body to break through a wall that I had built up from being big and bulky on the outside but mediocre on the inside. It felt as if I had to shake off the mud with every step that had been built up around my heart from previously only being forced to work hard for about five seconds when I lifted a really heavy weight for singles. So I literally started with just five-minute runs a little bit before my most recent program. Yes, I'm not kidding. Literally five minutes. I was so apathetic to the idea at first that I again used the five-minute rule to get started. For those of you who haven't listened to my previous episode, Top 5 Steps You Can Take Today to Start Your Self-Improvement Journey that worked for me when I started, which by the way, why the hell haven't you tuned in? If you haven't, make sure that after this episode that you head right over and check it out. But in that episode, I talked about the five-minute rule. 
when I'm struggling to start something productive, I do it for five minutes. And if I hate it, I stop. But usually I get going after I get started because for me, getting started is the hardest part of doing anything. Well, with running, I started and ended with five minutes to just start the habit. I did this twice a week just to be able to just get it ingrained in my schedule. And then in the following weeks, I would increase the duration and even the speed after about four to six runs. But the main goal with running was just to last the amount of time I told myself that I'd run. By doing this, sure, it was humbling for sure, but it was definitely better than not running. In the past, I would try to run further and longer to start, and the number of times I had to stop and catch my breath felt defeating and upsetting. Something about not having to stop more than maybe once feels really motivating and victorious to me. So by starting smaller than I wanted to, I could continue to set cardio PRs at a steady pace without pushing too hard and thus not impacting my recovery from strength training. This ended up working out very well for me. By about the fourth week, I set a weekly distance goal of just over 10K per week, which is about six and a half miles. This felt like a pretty solid goal because you can get a majority of general health benefits by running just that much per week. But I don't want just general health benefits. I want to be conditioned. So I ended up capping off the phase by running that in one go during my 60-minute run. It felt like a huge accomplishment, but also like I'm just getting started. Running is one of those things where I've rarely met people who are indifferent about it. It's usually a love or hate relationship. For me, it's a hate getting started, love getting going relationship. The hardest part is putting on my running shoes and dragging myself out of my apartment and onto the pavement, getting the timers and trackers set, and getting going for that first five to 10 minutes. But by that point, I start getting in the zone and it turns into love as I become more like a machine. Then, when and if I pass 30 minutes, I start getting into that coveted quote runner's high that runners speak of as a part of why they love it so much. Runner's high is hard to explain unless you feel it for yourself, but I'll try to describe it. To me, it feels like my body is on autopilot. Running no longer feels so hard and I just get into this mode where mentally I feel like nothing can bother me like usual. I feel very present in the moment. It's not like a high that you get with drugs or alcohol. You just feel very in tune with your body. It's authentic, not artificial. So if you want to experience that runner's high for yourself and see the benefits of improving your cardio from running, start smaller than you want to. What matters the most with running especially is consistency because it's easier to get back into a funk of feeling slow and out of shape with cardio than it is to lose strength or muscle, in my experience. So start and don't stop, no matter what, even if some days are better than others. It's important to note, though, that running is not the end-all be-all for massively improving your cardio. There are many other modalities of cardio that are great for receiving the same benefits as running. I just personally like running because all you need is a body that can walk and that decides to run. You don't need any equipment. So if you want to start, try using the five-minute rule like I did just twice a week or even once a week and let me know if it worked for you too. So what's your experience with trying to start implementing a cardio routine into your life? Have you been successful or do you feel like you can't seem to figure out something that works for you long term? Hit me up on Instagram at levelupwithleon and let's chat about it. I'd be happy to help you figure out a routine that works best for you for absolutely free. 
I just want you to be successful, so don't hesitate. I want to thank you again so, so much for listening. If you made it this far, don't forget to rate the podcast with five stars and share it with a friend. Now let's get back to the last part of, of this episode. All right, so this is the last thing, and this is kind of just a pro tip from my experience, which is if you try to run and lift weights while you're on a cut, especially if it's your first time doing either of those things, it's hard, okay? You can imagine that running, lifting, and going about your daily activities throughout the week adds up rather quickly in terms of caloric expenditure. If you are just starting with fitness overall and want to incorporate both cardio and lifting, it can be challenging to manage your macros and calories if you are aiming to cut. With only a limited amount of nutritional resources at your disposal, you have to make every calorie count and structure your training accordingly, not the other way around. If you're just starting out, chances are you don't have much muscle mass, and you may fall into categories such as overweight, average, or skinny fat. All of these factors can make adding cardio to your routine more challenging to handle, primarily due to your likely sluggish metabolism. For example, if you're a male and need to maintain a caloric deficit at 2,000 calories a day, running two to four times a week for at least 30 minutes each session, that could burn anywhere between 350 to 450 calories each time. Adding weightlifting to the mix also requires nutrients, further complicating calorie management. This situation requires a tedious process of adjusting your caloric intake to match your your caloric expenditure, which can be frustrating because it's unlikely that you'll accurately estimate these numbers in the first few weeks. You'll need consistent data from the scale to determine if your weight is decreasing at a healthy rate. Moreover, as you strive to improve your cardio performance and lift heavier weights, both endeavors demand additional calories to achieve new personal records. And for those of you that don't know, typically a healthy rate of losing weight is about one to two pounds a week, just so you know. So is being on a cut something you shouldn't do while running and lifting? Not necessarily, but it can be more challenging when you're new to this lifestyle. As a newbie, dieting and training alone can be demanding, and adding substantial cardio may be overwhelming and lead to burnout. While it is certainly possible, feasibility doesn't always imply that it's the best approach, as with many different kinds of programming for novices. My recommendation is that you spend your initial three to six months focusing on building muscle and strength through weightlifting in the gym primarily. This will significantly benefit your metabolism by increasing your muscle mass. It will also make transitioning into cardio more manageable due to the cardio benefits gained from lifting. Yes, you can increase your cardio from lifting. Additionally, it will provide you with more flexibility in your diet, reducing the risk of burning out and overtraining due to a lack of nutrients and excessive exercise. I want to emphasize, though, that I'm not discouraging you from pursuing a hybrid training approach if that's your goal. However, I believe it's important to be aware of the challenges involved and provide you with a realistic perspective rather than just what you might want to hear. So telling you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. That's what I'm here for. 
All right, well, that wraps things up for today's topic. Like I said at first, running and lifting used to be two things that I used to think just didn't go together, like trying to meditate at a concert. But as I've become more experienced and more educated, I've learned that not only is cardio and lifting okay to do together, but if done right, can really create a solid, well-rounded health state and physique. So I hope that after this episode, you're inspired to give it a try for yourself and see the results firsthand. If you'd like me to make another episode dispelling more myths about running and its effects, leave a five-star rating on this episode so I know you enjoyed it enough for me to make more content on this topic. I want to thank you again so much for listening. Now let's get into the outro. All right, so thank you again so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Level Up with Leon podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, don't forget to follow the podcast and turn on those notifications so you never miss an episode. Your feedback means the world to me, so please take a moment to rate the podcast with five stars if it brought you value and share it with a friend or family member that you think might feel the same. Do you want to hear me talk about a specific topic or have a burning question about fitness or self-improvement? I'd love to hear from you. Send in your request to Instagram at levelupwithleon, and who knows, your idea might just become the next exciting episode on my show. For more valuable fitness and self-improvement content, be sure to follow me on Instagram and threads at levelupwithleon or Twitter at leveluplee, spelled L-E-V-E-L-U-P-L-E-E. Let's build a strong and supportive community together. Join the Level Up Fitness Podcast Facebook group where like-minded individuals come together to uplift, motivate, achieve their fitness goals, and level up their lives. For my dedicated listeners, imagine achieving your fitness goals faster with minimal sacrifice and even getting advanced coaching for free by just donating $100 or more to a friend or family member. Join my eight-week remote coaching for transformation and let's win together. Use my service, give feedback, leave a review if satisfied, that's all. Are you ready to start? Apply via the link in my bio and join the waitlist. Don't miss this win-win-win opportunity. Are you struggling with your form on a certain exercise and you feel like you just can't figure out how to fix it? Send in your video to my Dropbox link in the description and get advanced form checks by me personally for free. Just title the video with your first name and an IG handle so I know it's you. If my coaching helped at all, all I ask is that you let others know by sharing it on your social media. Level up your lifts and set your next PR. Remember, I'm here to support you on your fitness journey, and together, we'll level up our lives one step at a time. Thank you for being a part of this incredible community. Stay motivated, stay focused, and keep leveling up. It's back to the hustle for me. I'm out. But before I go, let me again leave you with this quote. The only bad workout is the one that didn't happen. See you next time.